Welcome to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where I share inspiring stories of ordinary people who walk out God's Word and discover radical results along the way. Friends, welcome back to Walk It Out. This is Trisha Goyer. Now, it's often been said that life is like a journey. I absolutely believe this to be true. I'm so thankful that on this journey, God has not only given me an amazing husband and kids, lots of kids, He's also given me good friends too. Today's guest is one of those good friends. I met Christy Clover about three years ago when we were both speaking at a homeschool conference in California. And immediately I felt as if Christy was someone I'd known forever. She is a woman who loves God, loves her family, and chooses to live with joy. You'll hear the joy bubbling out all over her voice. It's hard to miss. In the time we've known each other, Christy and I have texted or voxed back and forth thousands of times. And we've even written a book together, Homeschool Basics, How to Get Started, Stay Motivated, and Bring Out the Best in Your Kids. And even through that, we still like each other, which is pretty amazing and wonderful. Now, I'm going to be very transparent with you and say that over the last five years, friendships haven't been easy for me. Adopting two sibling groups of kids in such a short time is no joke. It's not easy to get out and see people. After all, who's going to watch the kids if I go and have a cup of coffee with my friends? And then there's always a child, even when I'm on the phone, who is interrupting. They need something at that very moment. Sometimes, because I was just so consumed with life and with angry kids, and trying to pull everyone together into a family, I'd miss my friend's birthday or even big announcements. And that's why I'm so thankful for friends like Christy who understand. I appreciate friends who understand when it takes a few days to answer a text or who reach out when I've been silent for way too long. Do you have a friend like this? If you don't, I encourage you to pray and ask God for one. All of us need good friends who we can depend on. Today in the show, Christy and I will be talking a lot about homeschooling and a lot about life. We will talk about some of the challenges we face and what has gotten us through, namely God. Yes, God's been the one who has gotten us through. I know you'll enjoy hearing from Christy's heart, and hopefully you'll find a bit of encouragement as you listen. Well, I have a special guest today, so welcome Christy Clover. She's my sweet, sweet friend, and Christy, we just start by introducing sure. yourself. Sure, and thank you for having me on. This is so fun. It's fun to be on the other side I know. of things. <laughs> I know. Yes. Yes, so tell us about your podcast, too, when you introduce yourself. (laughs) Oh, well, my name's Christy Clover, and I'm a wife to Steve. We've been married for 20 years now, which is super-duper exciting. And we have five kids, ranging from 15 down to four. So I was actually just talking with another homeschool mom. She's she's like a year younger than me, and she's got a senior and a junior in high school. And I realized she only has two more years to go, and I looked at... (laughs) My four-year-old, I'm like, I have 19 more years to go. (laughs) (laughs) You and me. Well, I have a seven-year-old. I have two seven-year-olds. So yeah. But my oldest, Christy, as you know, is 28. So I've been doing this. 
for a very long time. I know, you're my hero. But oh, well, outside of wife and motherhood, I guess I can talk about that. I'm like, that's right. I'll keep talking. <laughs> but I run a site called ChristyClover.com. And I my passion really is to encourage families to find simple solutions for a more joy-filled life. So I you know, am involved with speaking at homeschool conventions and mom groups. And I also have a course out on homeschool organization. And of course, we have our book together. And I am the host of Simply Joyful podcast. So kind of do a lot of different things. But those are kind of that's, that's where my little sweet spot is, is I just I love helping people either get organized or just to de-stress and de-overwhelm themselves. I love it. And so the fun thing I'll just have to share, Christy and I speak at conventions together. And last year, between two of our conventions, she came and stayed with me. I'm telling you, I need a mom, another mom around all the time, because I would go to put like something in the refrigerator and it was already put away. And she'd be rinsing off the sink and wiping down my door by my trash can that I think about how I need to wipe it. I'm like, oh my goodness. I just want another mom to move in with me. This would be amazing. I know. It's so great. I have friends that have done that for me and I do for them. And, and it, it is. It's one of those things where I'm like, well, it's you know, it's not my house. I don't have like 10 million things on my plate. So, <laughs> hey, I can do this. So, And I actually, the other day I was thinking about that because I walked by my laundry room door and I'm like, man, I got to wipe this door down. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, but I saw it. <laughs> All those fun things. Okay, I, I want you to mention a little bit more about your course because I have, okay, so this summer I decided to go through Christy's course and um, one of the things I know that you'll mention too is the crate system and we did it for our homeschool where you take a whole year and you divide it up and put everything into pocket folders and crates. And I remember in the middle of it, I'm like, what in the world <laughs> am I doing? Because Seven kids that had all their Wickbrooks torn up, piles everywhere, and then it took me about three weeks. Um, but this year has been the smoothest, easiest. Love it. I've encouraged other people. I had a Facebook friend, actually. She just started it in January. She loves it. So tell us a little bit just about your organization course and um, what it's about and uh, how it can help uh, people who are homeschooling. Absolutely. Well, my course is called the Ultimate Homeschool Organization Course. And I designed it because when I first started homeschooling, I was like, well, I, I got to figure out there's got to be some way to streamline all of this. So I looked up homeschool organization online and all I got were pretty pictures of people's homeschool rooms. And that was not helpful at all. So I just started trying. Especially because some of us don't even have homeschool rooms. Yeah, I know. I know. Or just, I mean, even just homeschool areas. Areas, but they're all picture perfect. I'm like, okay, that's great. But what do you do with all the stuff? Because with homeschoolers, like you understand, there's stuff. I mean, just kids in general, you got stuff. So I started trying all these different systems. And I, you know, I, I had watched, you know, a couple of videos on different things. And I'm like, ah, oh, that just doesn't work. Like I tried the workbox system. I tried all these different systems. I'm like, this is driving me insane because most of them required daily updating. And I just didn't have that in me. And so I just started tweaking things. And for the last six years, I, I mean, in fact, it's funny because I have since putting out this course seen that other people have used a crate, but I do totally different work. Most people put like a child's work for the entire year in a crate. But what I encourage people to do is put your entire family 
into one crate, unless you've got a family the size of Trisha's, then you overflow into two crates. And we actually overflowed this year because I decided to stick my daughter's books with each lesson in there as well, because she had little storybooks to go with hers. And I was like, why keep this on the shelf when I'm going to read it with this material? So I just stuck it in there and it made it for a chubbier crate. So we had to expand into a second one this year. But the what's fun about the course is that I understand that every family is totally unique. You could have one child, you could have like you 10 kids, you can have younger kids or older kids. And most of the time, you you know, again, like you've got different types of styles of homeschooling. So I really designed it to have a whole bunch of different techniques that you can try and you can tweak for your own family. So not everybody needs to use every system that I go over. But I think at the heart of it, I I had gotten frustrated with just trying to organize my homeschool with a planner. So this kind of goes beyond the planner. You can still use a planner. And I actually have, you know, worksheets to help people create their own as well, if you want to keep it really simple. But yeah, it's just it takes the headache out of homeschooling and you prepare the entire year before you even start. And it's spectacular. But I do remember your your Voxer messages to me, Trisha, because you were panicking. You're like, I don't like you very much right now. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to love me. Keep exactly. going. You're going to love me. <laughs> yeah. And most people don't have, you know, seven kids that are homeschooling that they need to get everything ready for from kindergarten to senior. So yeah, but it was so helpful. And I have to say, like this morning, we had two eye appointments for the little kids. And so I took three little kids with me to those appointments. And I told the girls last night, you know, when you get up, um, go get your material at your crate. We'll do all our work that we do together, our read alouds and stuff when I get back. But just make sure you get up and go to your crate. And so I didn't have to do anything else. I didn't have to get books out or pull stuff out or they know exactly what to do. So it does make it very easy. I I mean, I love it in my own home. So it's not like I'm not using it because that is what's great. If I get busy in the morning, like say I'm cleaning something up or I did, I happened to make a special breakfast yesterday because, you know, it was Valentine's Day yesterday at the time of this recording. And it was so fun because I could just start cleaning up and they could go get started on school. They didn't have to wait for me. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so we we are jumping ahead talking about organizing. I would love just for you to share um, why you decided to homeschool. Um, did you ever doubt yourself? <laughs> and, you know, I mean, all of us have different reasons. I would just love to hear just kind of the, the insides of why you decided to homeschool. Oh, yeah. Well, I have such an interesting homeschool story because I pretty much, you know, was gung-ho, then I chickened out, then I was gung-ho, then I chickened out. (laughs) So I had first started thinking about homeschooling back when I think I had my first baby and I was pregnant with my second, but that was about it. I, I really didn't go beyond that and really start researching. I was just familiar with this term called homeschooling and I didn't know what that really looked like. So when we moved to San Diego, our church at the time had a preschool associated with it. They were starting a prep school. So the game plan at that point was, well, let's put them into you know this Montessori Christian preschool where everyone else is going. So it was like the thing to do. So we had them in this beautiful, amazing preschool. But I just kept feeling like, man, I should, I should. I should really think about homeschooling. So I decided, well, why don't I practice? So when Grant and Blake were about three and four, I decided to take them, you know, we we kept them home instead of sending them to preschool. And I practiced homeschooling, which meant that I bought a ton of curriculum for my sweet little tiny babies. And I was trying to get through curriculum, you know, and trying to get through several, like I, I, 
planned full days for these little tiny people. And I completely burned myself out because, of course, they're, they're not ready for that. They <laughs> That's what they were doing in preschool either. So but I, I literally burned myself out, stuck them back into the private school. And then when it was time for Grant to enter into kindergarten, I decided, okay, well, maybe we'll try it. But then I was pregnant and my baby was going to be born. So Wade was born in June. I was like, I can't start homeschooling with a baby. Who does that? So I went ahead and stuck them into public school. So we actually did private school. We did public school. And it was our after our first full year of public school, we really prayed about it. We had Ken Ham come and speak at our church. We had who is with Answers in Genesis. So we both Steve and I are just like, wow, we never learned this in school. And then we had David Barton come and he's with American Heritage and he's telling us about all this Christian heritage. I'm like, man, we never learned this in school. And I was doing this Bible study that was written by homeschool families. So I kept thinking, oh, man, I, I should probably homeschool. But I chickened out and I went ahead and enrolled them. And about a few weeks into our school year, I realized, nope, like this is this is not it. And we kept, I felt like I kept waiting for something bad to happen in order to pull them out of school. And instead, I just really felt God saying, no, like this is what I'm calling you to and you need to do it. So we pulled them out mid-year and we started our homeschool off in October. And so I, I it's kind of funny to say that my kids were in public school for a year and eight weeks. <laughs> that's what they were. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of what got us started. You know, I just love how you talk about there were doubts, you know, let's do this. No, I can't do this. I mean, I think every homeschool mom or people that are interested in homeschooling, they have those doubts in their minds. Um, I remember sitting there with Corey, who was five when I started homeschooling him. And, you know, he we were sitting at the table. I just remember expecting him to sit for so long. I bought this huge box curriculum that had way more stuff than I ever could have got through. And just like, what am I doing? Um, And it was really older homeschooling moms that just encouraged me and like, you don't need to do all that. And just the more I realized that, you know, I want to raise kids that love God, who are excited about learning, who find joy in being with their family. Um, And then, you know, of course, in the course of the day, we are going to (laughs) learn, we are going to go read books together and do those things. But really, once I started turning my attention and focusing on more of their heart and what I wanted for their future and what I wanted for their eternity, their relationship with God, then everything began to change and how I handled homeschooling just began to relax more. And so it just makes a huge difference. So what would you say to that mom out there who is maybe like thinking about it, but thinking there's no way I can do this, or maybe they've started and they have the piles of books and (laughs) all the curriculum and trying to figure it out and they are, are already burned out. What would you say to someone like that? Oh, well, number one, just give, you have to give yourself so much grace. I think that is something that so many homeschool parents, you know, do without. You know, they they think about, oh, I love getting grace from God, but they don't <laughs> they don't allow God to give them that kind of grace that they give themselves. And I think an important one of the reasons why most people, at least my my personal opinion, one of the reasons why most people are really struggling with feeling overwhelmed is they're usually doing too much, and they're usually doing too much because they're trying to make their school look like public school. Because we all have that fear of failing, and what if I have to stick my kids back in public school and they're behind? Or you know, we have all of that bouncing around in our brains. And what I really started, it took me about three years to get to the point where I realized. Oh, this is actually 
more like a lifestyle. And it's okay if my kids are behind in, you know, something because they're going to learn it, but we're going to learn it more thoroughly because, you know, if we, if we're in history and we're enjoying something, we take the time to get these really dig in and love it. And like you said, there's so much more to, your child growing up than just getting an education. So what I found is that I have some students that are students, children. <laughs> I have some kids. They're my students. But yeah, who are working far beyond the grade level that is on a piece of paper. And then I have others that are at grade level. I have some that might be a little bit below. But what's great is that I can tailor things. So literally when one of my kids was learning to read, I went through three or four phonics programs until they got it. But I mean, you can't do that other places. So it really comes down to trying to, to get that child's heart. And I, when you were saying like, what specifically would you encourage people? With? I'd also say that, you know, and this, this may sound like a shameless plug, but I am so in love with our book, Homeschool Basics, because we start off chapter one with just our top nuggets in that. And, and one of those is don't compare yourself to public school, because I, I think that's a big trap that people fall into. Yeah. And I just love, um, you know, just your encouragement to, not to fall in that trap. And Homeschool Basic is a book that we did together, which was so fun. Uh, Chrissy and I met at a conference. How many years ago? Like four years ago, maybe now? I don't know. I think it was three. I remember we both had birthdays because we're birthday buddies. We have back to back birthdays, but I can't remember what I was I turning <laughs> I don't either. We won't say how old we are. I wasn't pregnant. I wasn't nursing. So <laughs> I'm like, that's normally how I compare things. So. But, you know, both of us have blogged about homeschooling for years. And Chrissy's like, we should pull those together and put them in a book. We added new material. And it is, it's a nice little book that we can share with people. Um, when we get the questions, we say, actually, we've already answered this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but I, I love what you said, too, just about... Um, some of our kids are going to excel in some things and not do great in others. And I think that's true with every student. Like we don't always feel like our kids or we shouldn't feel like our kids have to be scholars in every single subject. And yeah. And even as teachers, I think there's more things that we are more drawn to teaching and that's okay too. Um, So what would you say if, you know, as someone is thinking of, okay, how can one teacher do all these things and, uh, tackle all these subjects, what encouragement would, what do you have for that? Well, when you are trying to get a lot of different subjects done with a lot of different age, you know, going ages going on and different, you know, grade levels and things like that. I mean, if you're overwhelmed, I always suggest to people to slow down. Like sometimes when everybody's feeling completely like chaotic. Sometimes we need to take a, a day off and just have some fun together. But when I'm prepping and planning, I guess that's the biggest thing for me is that I feel less overwhelmed when I have a game plan. So I always start our school year off. And keep in mind, I started mid school year when I first started homeschooling. So it was kind of nice after that going, hey, look, I can plan things out a little bit in advance. But even no matter where you are in your homeschooling, if you just feel like you can't get it all down, I always start with that with is referred to as a course of study. So I write down every subject that I either required by law to teach or introduce to my kids or just ones that I want to incorporate because Bible is not required by law, but that's number one on our list. And so I write out all the subjects 
And I leave lots of space underneath these subjects and I write down each child's name. And that's where I'm going to go and look at what curriculum do I have? What books do I already have on the shelf? Because we have all done that, especially anybody who's been thinking about homeschooling long enough and has gone to convention. You often have curriculum sitting on shelves. And so that's a great time to kind of go and take a, a little look around and see what you have out there. You know, you can do anything from a unit study, which is just taking something your child is interested in. And that's a fabulous way to work with multiple ages is to start with a unit study. So let's say your kids are interested in cars or, you know, maybe you do something on botany or so, you know, like there's, there's so many different subjects that could be really fun to work around. We've done a lot of unit studies on moments in history. So what you would do is you would take that theme and then put your, your subjects underneath that. And then you're learning all together. So you might get a cute little book for your younger kids from the library on a topic and then get a little bit more involved with different books for your older kids to read. So you can incorporate science and history and your writing would come around that. You know, math is sometimes you can, you know, you can count cars if you're doing cars with your little kids, but you know, you can, there's, there is physics involved in automotives. There's all kinds of things involved. So you could actually incorporate math. Um, but that is one subject that sometimes I, I do a little extra <laughs> with on the side, but there's so many really fun things. And I think that when we get stuck or trapped, we, f we forget about our options. And that's always a really fun option is to do a unit study. Absolutely. And I love a Amanda Bennett. It's a sweet friend of mine. Um, she has some wonderful unit studies. You can look at unitstudies.com. We talk about unit studies and we talk about other curriculum styles um, in our book. There's classical. There's, I mean, there's just so many different styles and different people love it. And I think it is just going through and working with stuff and figuring out what works for your family. I love reading out loud with my kids. Um, I use sunlight curriculum and, but then I add stuff to, you know, well, homeschoolers, we always have to add this and I take this out <laughs> and see what works. But um, I love reading out loud and it has been wonderful for my adopted kids. We've adopted seven kids and to be able to sit around the table and for at least a couple hours every day, we will all read out loud and they'll be coloring and doing blocks. Sometimes we'll take turns and they'll read too. And we read missionary stories. We read from the Bible. We read science and history. And so all the ages are there together. The older kids, I'm asking more questions of. The little kids, you know, are kind of getting the basics as we read. But it's also been a great bonding time because, you know, these kids haven't grown up since infancy together. And so they do have that time together and that bond, which is wonderful um, when it comes to kids. So also we talk about in the book, um, just look at your own learning styles and what you enjoy doing. And, um, you know, of course, look at your kids, what they enjoy too. But if you enjoy reading aloud, then that's a great tool that you can use. If you love hands-on stuff, that's a great tool that you can use. And I really think that God um, gives us these gifts and talents that can benefit our kids. And we can look at those and see how can I use this um, in a way that I can enjoy homeschooling to benefit my kids. Oh, yeah. And you know, one other, you mentioned missionary stories, and that is actually something people, that's all you'd almost have to do if you have a good Bible, <laughs> a good book on missionary stories. And I know this really great book. It's called Prayers That Changed History <laughs> by this by this author that's just amazing. And I love it though, Trisha, you did such a beautiful job with it. I remember just going crazy because I got it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty. This it, 
your book speaks to my like organizational love language. I'm like, look, it's all chronological. And I'm like, oh, she's got history bits and Bible bits. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And if you get a map, I mean, you have your map, you can do all kinds of fun things when you are reading through missionary stories. And I mean, we've had a blast doing some things with missionary stories in the past because we, um, we, I mean, I love your book. We use YWAM. Hero tales are fun too. And there's a little book called Missionary Stories with the Millers that are, that's also another fun one. But there's a lot of great resources like that. And I, what I love about those is that you are incorporating several subjects in there because you could have your kids, you know, do copy work and write out a few sentences in there. You can write up Bible verses. You can have them, you know, do creative writing prompts if you wanted to from what you're reading. But there's so many things you can do. You can make a meal that they talked about. I know when we read Farmer Boy, I felt like I'm like, man, I need to figure out how to make donuts. <laughs> I'm like, maybe we should just go buy them and <laughs> do that while we're reading Farmer Boy or Farm Boy. Am I saying that one right? Farmer Boy. Farmer Boy, got, yes. Like every chapter, they're eating something that sounds so good. I'm yes. like, oh my word, this, this is awesome. It's not the book to read when you're on a diet. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, and we are in the YWAM. We've been reading a YWAM book. Well, I think we've probably finished six this school year already. So we do our Bible reading, wow. we read a YOM book, but our kids have learned so much. And then um, the books tie together because moments in history tie together. So we'll say, yeah, when, when this person was in India, this other person, um, you know, was in this other country and they're able to see history from a larger grass. And it's just been great for our kids. And well, you know, I started with Leslie, um, my other kids, I would read missionary stories. And my daughter's 25 now. And here's this little eight year old voice, I'm going to be a missionary when I grow up. And, you know, it's so cute Aww. when they're eight. <laughs> and they tell you that. And then Leslie is a missionary now in the Czech Republic. And yeah. um, she also teaches English at the university there. But I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> no, I mean, God put that in our heart, her heart as a little girl and then when she's 20 and graduated from college she's like bye I'm gonna go be a missionary I'm like oh you're serious about that as an eight-year-old so <laughs> you never know how God is gonna use what we do um to impact our kids and I think that's actually something that has helped me because I know how much I failed the first you know with the first three we never got the curriculum done there were days that didn't turn out great where people were arguing <laughs> or you know whatever and they've turned out to be great adults. So that just encourages me now when I look at the kids um, that I still have, that there's some kids that turned out to be great adults who love God. And that really has made a difference. Oh, well, and that's what I think families need to is they need those homeschool mentors who have been there and done that and actually seen the fruit of their homeschooling. I, I just love surrounding myself with people who have graduated their children. I'm like, you did it. <laughs> Help me to do that too. Yes, which is so great. Why so homeschool conventions are great. So I know we're both speaking at two conventions together, and then you're going to be at a third. So just tell maybe someone hasn't been to a homeschool convention. Um, tell a little bit about them, and then share some of the topics that you'll be teaching um, at Teach Them Diligently this year. Oh yes. Well, I am a self-proclaimed and a friend titled homeschool convention junkie. <laughs> I once went to three conventions in one year, like within a, like a few weeks of each other. I just love them. Like when I was starting out, I was eating it up. I just could not get enough of trying to learn and figure out, you know, what I was doing. And when I'd go to conventions, I always bought the CDs from either the people who I couldn't go to, or I'd just go ahead and buy the whole MP3 of the program. <laughs> but it's so nice 
to have that encouragement even after the convention. So I, yeah, I love conventions, but when you, you need to see your people, like when you're homeschool, you need to know you are not the only person out there who is crazy enough to homeschool. So homeschool conventions are great from just getting to meet other people and see that other people are doing the same thing you are. And you get to see all the pretty books and get to flip through curriculum and, and get great instruction. Like I remember we were struggling with writing and everyone's like, you're a writer. I'm like, I know, but I apparently don't know how to teach it. So I would go and sit in sessions. And so I sat in some sessions for, you know, Institute for Excellence in Writing. And I loved it and fell in love with that method and, you know, learned how to do that. So it's, it's really neat if you feel like you're falling short in an area is to find different resources that way. But at Teach Them Diligently, so I'm going to be in Nashville with you and Rogers with you. And then I go to Atlanta as well. And then I'm also going to be speaking in Pasadena. California at Chia of California. And that will be in June this year, which I'm really excited about because normally they have it over our birthday, Trisha. And (laughs) I would rather be home with my girls because my girls share birthdays with me too. So this year on the teaching circuit, we are going to be doing, both Trish and I are going to be doing homeschool basics together, which last year when we did that session, I think my stomach hurt so bad afterwards because we were <laughs> laughing so hard. Oh my goodness. It was so much fun because you basically, if for those of you listening, you have an extrovert, that would be me, and you have an <laughs> introvert. <laughs> Be Trisha. And we always joke because she likes to hold the podium and I am like, please do not make me stay in one spot. <laughs> and so it's it's a load of fun. So we're doing that one. I, I definitely speak on homeschool organization. I also speak a lot on how to manage both homeschooling and homemaking because that is tricky. And so one of the sessions that I give is called Help I Homeschool and My House is a Mess because that is the reality. And so just some quick, easy tips on, not easy, but some tips that can help you simplify. And I think I'm doing some sessions on family unity um, surrounding family fun. So we like having a lot of fun as a family. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm talking on Paris that Change History and the 10 hour homeschool week, um, because I'm like, do less around the table with your schoolwork, do more in your community and serving others. So I talk about that. And then um, I'm working on my session for my book that comes out in October called Calming Angry Kids. Um, so I, you'll see. I don't know. Maybe those other homeschoolers don't have angry kids. Maybe I was the only one <laughs> with angry kids. <laughs> so we've talked about uh. that. Well, we're both friends with Amber, Leah, and Amber and Wendy have their book Triggers Out, which is all about mommy anger. And I th- I forget what the stat was that they said, but when they first kind of stepped out and decided to start a Facebook group for moms who struggled with anger, I think it went from like day one to, I forget, I think it took 14 days and there were 10,000 Yeah, it was people. like something crazy. Yeah. It, it was ridiculous. So yeah, the struggle is real. So you're not alone, Tusha. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I think, well, of course, with homeschooling, you have your kids around all the time. So then all the time, all the time. (laughs) So we do have to deal with anger and the patience and all those things. But I really, I think it's drawn me closer to God. Um, You have to get real with him. You have to, I have to have that quality time in the morning. I usually wake up before the kids and then I hear footsteps. I'm like, no, go back to sleep. I need some time to myself. (laughs) So what do you do, Chrissy? Because I know, I mean, we, have kids all day long. You have a podcast and uh, working on books and projects and I'm doing the same. What do you do 
um, to be able to connect with God and get that recharge since we're pouring out so much during the day. Mm, Well, I really love trying to bookend my day with the Lord and being really intentional in the morning, but also giving myself grace when, yeah, like I always feel like, you know, that the story thing is that Aesop's fable about belling the cat. (laughs) I feel like there's a hidden bell somewhere in the house that the kids have put on me. And so they all wake up when I, so I'll be like, oh, look, I feel fresh and awake at five. Like that rare moment where you don't roll back over, like I'm going to get myself out of bed because I'm going to spend some quality time with the Lord. And like, like that will be the morning that the kids wake up. So I try to plan in, I like to refer to it as quiet times. And so quiet time for my quiet time. So whether it's in the morning or if I have to put, I mean, hey, I have no problem with putting a video on for my kids so that I can go in the other room and spend some time with the Lord because I'm a much better parent. And I, I kind of joke because my my joy story is that I, long ago, I think I was in my early 20s, I kind of just was praying. I just thank God. I'm like, thank you so much that I'm a naturally joyful person. Such a gift. Thank you, Lord. And he just kind of in his loving kindness just kind of laughed and said, oh, only with me, sweetie. And I literally have no joy without him. Like I I hit rock bottom. Uh, in fact, when I was in college, I had some non-Christian friends call me out. They're like, did you do that Bible thing this morning? Because you're a little cranky. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so I do, I try to get in the word in the morning. In fact, to put a show on for the kids and the, you know, at some point, especially mainly the little kids, because the older kids, they can do their thing. And, you know, they're, you know, they can kind of be independent in, in getting their school started. But I also try at nap time to, if I haven't had a quiet time at that point, then I'll take some time then. And definitely at the end of the night, I try to just, I mean, we do like a family devotion and we pray together and stuff, but I also just try to keep Bibles around. So that way, whether it's me putting my makeup on in the morning and just reading some scripture there, I'm usually like right now, my new thing is I'm trying to memorize verses. So I've got um, Jeremiah 17 posted in my bathroom right now because I, I know it, but not like perfectly that I would say it without looking at it. So I have that posted and I try to say that a few times and, and you know, just kind of have that on my head. So I'm meditating on that all day. Yeah. And I think it's such a good example for our kids when they see us um, spending time and, and whether it's during the day or if they come in when we're reading our Bible in the morning, um, they need to, that example. And that's another thing I love about homeschooling is they see us walking it out. They see our daily lives and what we're doing. And, and um, you know, we are real. You can't hide from children who you're around all day long. Yeah. And I definitely want to be clear, like there are days where I will get to like my head's going on the pillow and I realize, oh, yeah, sorry, God, I don't think we really spent any any time together today. (laughs) So it's like I have a great game plan and I have lots of backup plans, but there's definitely days that just get hurried and rushed and they're not usually the best days and they're hurried and rushed because I didn't take time. And so that's when I really have to slow down. And I I have a girlfriend that sometimes I'll do accountability with when I'm noticing I'm not being consistent at all. So I'll call her and just be like, hey, can you just send me a text in the morning and ask if I've had my quiet time yet? So that's another good way to make sure just use the social pressure (laughs) or post it on Facebook. (laughs) Absolutely. scary. Yeah. And I love, you know, just even having worship music on when in the morning when I'm making breakfast or doing those things, having the music playing just really puts my heart and mind um, in the right place. And it's it's neat to see my kids singing along, you know, and understanding 
um, seeing them connecting with God too. So, you know, it is just this amazing opportunity to um, surround our kids with all this truth and God's love and God's word throughout the day. Um, not that we ever do it perfectly. <laughs> it's impossible to do it perfectly, but it's a good opportunity. Well, we'll just, um, and do you have any other just encouragement, maybe who's someone saying, okay, this sounds great, but I don't think I can do it. And I think one question or one comment that I get often is I just don't have the patience to homeschool my children. What would you say to that parent? Well, number one is that we're always going to have more than we can handle. So I I think the most important thing, if somebody is really questioning, should I or shouldn't I, you need to sit down with your spouse and you need to pray about it. And you need to think about your reasons why. Like I always, always encourage folks to write their reasons why. And so I know I have scripture that I go to on days that I'm struggling with homeschooling. You know, I have you know, we, we know that we're discipling our children. We want our children in the word and we really fall back on like that Deuteronomy six, where we want them to be with us. And so we can pour into them, you know, at all different times of the day when they're sitting, when they're, you know, standing, when they're laying down, but overall, God is always going to give us more than we can handle. And I actually don't laugh. I don't pray for patience anymore. I pray for kindness and gentleness because God's always going to give me opportunities to practice that. (laughs) I don't always want it, but he's gifted at giving us more so that we have to lean in on him for strength. And I think homeschooling is just one more thing. There's always going to be things that you can say. I mean, I could say that about parenting even like, I don't have the patience for this. And there's days that I, I really don't have the patience to be a parent, but that is what God has called me to. He's physically given me children. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're in my home. So I have to step up to that calling. And so if you know that God is really calling you to homeschooling and you know you're wise, then he's going to give you that strength. I mean, he, if he's going to call you to it, he's going to equip you for it. And it doesn't mean you're not going to have hard days. You'll absolutely have hard days. But, you know, those are the days you go to the chocolate stash or you, know, you, or you <laughs> take a break and take everybody out for frozen yogurt or something. You know, like there's just there's going to be days that are hard, but that it's, there's no different than parenting. I guess that's the big thing. Like I'm going to have hard parenting days and I'm going to have hard homeschool days. And sometimes it's homeschool days because I'm having parenting issues. But, you know, I get to be on top of that and not having to fix. Cause that was one thing I found that when my kids were in public school, they would come home. And I mean, even when they were just little, I was constantly having to fix all these bad habits and bad behaviors that they were picking up. And it doesn't mean that parents who have their kids in public school or private schools can't, you just have to be intentional. Like, I think no matter what you're doing, you have to be intentional in your parenting. So it, I mean, it really does come down to knowing your why and praying about it and leaning into God and really, I mean, see my Jeremiah 17, got to trust in God. There you go. Be planted by that stream and send down those roots. So (laughs) I love that. Now, Christy, where can people find more information about you and then Homeschool Basics and your course, um, all the good stuff that we talked about? All the good stuff. Well, everything is sitting at christyclover.com. And that's Christy with a K and an I. And Clover, just like four-leaf clover. So christyclover.com. Uh, there are links there to Homeschool Basics and the Homeschool Organization course. You can always find the Homeschool Organ- Organization course is at homeschoolorganization.com. So that's pretty easy. <laughs> and then Homeschool Basics, you can find that at the homeschoolbasics.com. So those are a few spots. And I would love for people to join me over at the Simply Joyful podcast too. So that's all linked over there. 
Awesome. Perfect. And if you're going to be at Teach Them Diligently, um, come and meet us. We would love to connect with you and um, answer your questions there. Or I know Christy and I both on Facebook are are pretty active. Also, tell what you do. Um, Is it on Fridays that you have the question and answer? Yes. So on Fridays at 12 o'clock Pacific time, so you can translate that into your own time zone, I jump on to Facebook and I do a little Facebook live. It's it's called Homeschool Hacks. And so we do some live Q&A. So I have people that jump on and they'll ask me, you know, what's the best curriculum for this? Or what is your opinion on this? And how do I do this? And I had a bad day today. And really, a lot of it is just, I'm going to sit there, I'm going to smile you down, and I'm going to just encourage you. (laughs) (laughs) advice I know how to give. I can't answer everything. I mean, some people ask me a curriculum. I'm like, I've never used that, but sounds great. But then there's usually enough people on there like, oh, I've tried that, you know, look here. And so it's been so much fun. It's such a blessing. And I really enjoy trying to engage with people. I love live streaming and I love video. So it's a, it's a great opportunity. Awesome. I just appreciate how much you just pour into others and pour into me. I know it's when I'm down, I'm texting you and messaging Aww. you like, Pray. so I just love that you're a friend and um, that you bring joy to my life. So thank you. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, you have been such a blessing to me. So the feeling is mutual. There we go. We'll just give a real hug pretty soon and we'll be together at these conferences. You are weak. Not too far away. So thank you, Christy, so much for being on and encouraging us. And again, um, ChristyClover.com has links to everything that Christy talked about. And have a good week, Christy. Thank you. You too. Don't you just love Christy? Even if you don't homeschool, I hope you take away what Christy said. We all need to be intentional with our parenting. God has chosen us for a reason. A little planning goes a long way in parenting. Even though I know that God has different plans for different families, I'm so thankful that God has called our family to homeschooling. When it comes to my personal why concerning this and all the choices that I make as a parent, it all comes down to the question that I always ask myself. Will this decision guide my child closer to God? Will it prepare my child to care for others and to love God? There are so many wonderful opportunities for our kids, but I know the choices that we make as parents all come down to one moment. And that is when our kids stand before God. My prayer is that God will look at my kids and be able to say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Which leads us to today's Walk It Out verse. Matthew twenty-five thirty-three says, The Master has said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. I'm praying that for you, friend, a time of celebrating is coming and that you have a friend to celebrate with. I hope that you will take time to consider your family and ask, am I being intentional? Are our choices as a family preparing our kids to care for others and to love God? The questions you ask today and the choices you make will change everything. They will even impact eternity. And that's what we all want for our kids, isn't it? For them to be able to stand before God and know that they have served him well with their lives and that they have an eternal future with him to look forward to. My prayer for you today and my prayer for me is that we may walk worthy of the, the calling of Christ and that we may seek to follow Jesus with every part of our lives. And when we do, radical things will happen. I talk about a lot of these radical things in my book, Walk It Out. Every small step of faith leads us to Jesus who is waiting there for us. He is more 
wonderful than we ever thought. And he has a wonderful future planned for each of us. So friend, I just pray that you will be able to seek him and find that future as you walk with him. As always, you can find more information about me on my website, which is just trishagoyer.com and Trisha's T-R-I-C-I-A, Goyer, G-O-Y-E-R.com. And know you can always find me on social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, under Trisha Goyer. Finally, friends, I'd really appreciate it if you tell your friend about this podcast and encourage them to listen. As you know, this podcast is sponsored by my book, Walk It Out, published by David C. Cook. David C. Cook is a nonprofit publisher spreading God's word in over 100 countries, and they have wonderful books and resources out there. Be sure to check them out. And thank you for tuning in. I pray that your week will be blessed. Today's podcast was edited and produced by Author Media. Opening and closing music is from the song Wide Open Space by Life Worship, used with permission from Integrity Music. <laughs>